0: Either. oh <laughs> okay so i am was recording and you are tuned in to the soul sense podcast this is kim and i have my trusty man
1: <laughs> What are having a sidekick
0: a trusty wingman <laughs> melvin all right so i was gonna play that off but you just had to like call me out. So that's okay. That's all right. All right. But anyways, we are back for another one and another one. And so, guys, how you been? How you been, Melvin? What's going on? Huh,
1: I've been good. Uh first week of school for Farah. So mm-hmm. that has been uh interesting. Probably more for you than myself. Yes. yes. But uh, you know, for just to let you guys know, during the summer, when the kids are going to the same place, you know, we can switch back and forth, you know. I take in the morning, Kim take in the morning, you know, Kim pick up, I pick up. But when uh, when they, they got to go, you know, fair goes back to school, it's back to the forces being divided, you know. So um, that is where we're at right now.
0: Well, let's tell the all the way, 100% truth uh melvin got fired as uh (laughs) (laughs) as the parent that takes Perry to school because here in texas they do not play about these kids missing school being late um something about truancy laws i don't know but uh my baby was like had six tardies last year we literally live like three minutes from the school. Why is she late? And so I just kind of said, you know, I didn't really give an option this year. I'm like, she in for real elementary school. She's in kindergarten. We about to tackle this elementary thing and, uh, I'm going to take her. And so far everything's been okay. We've just, we're starting on, uh, the first full week. So, Everything is good. Uh, what else going on? What's going on? Hold on, up, Let's What's roll going? back.
1: I feel like you uh, hating on me a little bit. I'm
0: not hating. I'm stating facts. It's not hating when it's true.
1: Okay, baby.
0: It's not hating when it's true. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just stating facts. <laughs> 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 I'm like, what else you want me to do? I can't lie. I
1: do kind of want to walk her to school a couple of days, though.
0: Yeah, I go ahead and do that. It's too hot outside for all that Not in the me. morning. Mm, mm, mm.
1: But anyway, uh yeah, man, it's been a good, you know, I, I think everything's been going all right. Um very busy at work. Um busy uh just trying to get doing a lot of different things at work and it could be a little bit stressful sometimes, but um you know, just trying to stay focused and stay not necessarily motivated, but uh motivated to to yeah i guess motivated to to keep you know to do better to try to to do my best that oh the past year has been like a, a big learning curve for me just um mm. taking on some new responsibilities and stuff but um i feel like i'm getting to to more of a sense of normalcy and uh i gotta be careful in them situations because i could kind of start to coast a little bit and you know i don't ever like the the results of, of that coasting, you know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well, I guess I need to update y'all on, uh, (laughs) my work situation that happened. So, you know, we were talking about, in the episode the career struggle, and I was telling you guys about you know the things that were going on with my job. Well, everything I improved tremendously. Um, I was very proactive in making sure that I was monitoring my numbers, they came out fantabulous. And my boss, you know, he gave me a little, you know, pat on the back. And uh, I was very, you know, it was the swift kick that I needed to, you know, be, I needed to be shaken and just say, okay, you need to get back to it. And so everything's been good. Um, uh, Let's see what else been going on. Well, I think the last time we talked to you guys, Melvin's parents had just left. My parents were coming into town and that was a great visit as well. It was quick. It was very quick. And uh, it was a little bit of a downer because I had a lot of you know, activities planned for us to be outside, but it rained the whole weekend they were here. And I was like, oh, this is such a hating weather. You know, but anyways, um, but we still had a good time. Uh, we took the kids to a water park, like an indoor water park. It was so fabulous. Me and Farrah love the water, so we can, like, sit at a pool all day. And uh, we had to, like, everybody was ready to go, and we was like, okay, I guess so. But um, but we had a great time. And let's see, anything else? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, no, on?
1: back to the, the pool. Dang it, I had a good time. I, I don't like swimming.
0: I'm about to say, wait a minute, tell these people the truth. No,
1: but I did have fun. I don't like swimming, but... Uh,
0: they had water slides.
1: I can swim. I swim better than her, but tell the truth. That,
0: yeah, I can float. I can float. Yeah, what's
1: that? <laughs> I can float real good.
0: <laughs> On my back. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
1: But, uh, yeah, but I had a good time. Uh, I definitely... uh we had my niece over here, and then my uh, brother and sister-in-law stayed at a hotel and left left my niece with us. And that was really good because um, Farrah just had a blast running around. She was like, uh, I put him to bed and uh, Farrah was saying her prayers. I told you about this. She was like, thank you, God, for the best day ever. Mm-hmm. And so, 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 so. My kid is super cheesy, mm-hmm. um, but, you know she definitely had fun and I always like that um we live so far away from everybody that it could be you know it's always good to to have an opportunity to get get family around it's nothing like family you know and it also you know the combination of my parents and then followed up by your family it just really let me see just how blessed we are you Mm -hmm. know what I mean um
0: Cuz we got some good date nights in. Yeah. Whoop, whoop! Yeah,
1: and our family. You know, my mom came in and they they flew in and they stayed an extra night with the purpose of making us go out on a date. And you know, last time they came down here, we went to we went to Wal- yeah, <laughs> Walmart. Yeah, we did. It's because we needed around.
0: groceries. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did we go see a movie too? I Think yeah, we went see the movie and well, then went to we, Walmart. And Cause Walmart right there,
1: so and, yeah. And, and p- parents out there, y'all know the business. Yeah, and not even just parents. You know, you get to a certain place, man, and you just can't. The late nights just ain't for me, man. They are just not for me no more. Uh, so, yeah, that was that. Sorry for the yawn, guys.
0: Yeah. So I guess yeah I feel like I, there was something else I needed to say, but nope, I guess we can just move on. So I guess I'm just gonna throw a couple of things out for us to talk about and see what you think, okay? Let it rip. Okay, so a couple of days ago I was i I've been reading I've been examining Jesus's life and you'll probably hear. A lot of people say if you're trying to find out, if you're trying to begin to read the Bible or you're trying to really look at Jesus's life, one of the first books people, you know, tell you to go to is the book of John. So I've read the Gospels before, but I wanted to go back and read them. You know, you always got a new set of eyes, you know, so. I wanted to go back and read them. And so I've been going through John and I was reading in John chapter nine. And I will read this It's John chapter nine verses four and five. And it says, we must quickly carry out the task assigned to us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. And Melvin, if you can do a favor for me. Um, can you try to pull up the different translations so we can kind of cross reference. Yep. Um, But the, as I'm reading through that particular passage stood out to me. And the reason why is because it said that, you know, Jesus was talking about, and in certain translations, it said that the tasks that are assigned to us, we need to take them out energetically. And it got me to thinking like the tasks that I know that I should do, you know, simple things, complex things, daily things, you know, there's all these things that we want to accomplish, right? But, you know, what keeps us from doing it, you know, what, why do we procrastinate in certain things? So it made me just really kind of sit and think about, okay, what tasks that I know that I'm, I need to be doing that I'm not doing and how can I get better at doing those tasks? So one of the things that, you know, uh, that kind of popped into my mind is as a follower of Christ, you know, the great commission in Matthew 28 gave us the charge to seek and save the lost, you know? Um, And when I was a brand new Christian, that was something that was just always on my mind, you know, because it was so fresh on my mind. And I was so grateful for me being saved. But now as I've gone a few years, you know, I'm still grateful, I still love the Lord, I still am working on my personal relationship, but it made me as I'm sitting and I'm thinking and I'm reviewing and reflecting, I'm thinking to myself, I mean, is that, is that, you know, that's a task that the good book has given you, Kim. How are you doing on that? What do you think Melvin?
1: Yeah. I was actually looking for a a scripture, but, um, yeah, you mentioned this to me and we were talking about it. Um, and yeah, I, you know i think that uh you know kind of during sunday's uh service pierre mentioned some things that mm-hmm. kind of uh went along with this that we can look at a little later but um yeah just that sense of urgency what was the scripture in john again
0: john chapter 9 verses 4 and 5 and can you said can you read it one more time okay you want me to read it cuz i'm reading from the nlt you want That's me to right. read that mm-hmm. okay so it says we must quickly carry out the task assigned, assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I'm here in the world, I am the light of the world. And you see the pronoun that he uses is we. He don't use I or, you know, like he's saying that as like we all right. got tasks assigned to us. And, you know, it made me think about what Pierre was saying on Sunday. And I think that was in Mark, Mark 5, when you have, um, no, was that? No, that wasn't the 10. No, that was, I can't remember what that was. We can look at it later, but regardless. No, that wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't what it was. But um, I think it is in Mark, but it's talking about the ten lepers that were healed and cleansed and nine of them just went on about their business and started living their life but one came back found Jesus and and started to thank him and to praise him and all that and so it made me think like am I one of the nine have I been cleansed and have just gone on about my life have I not come back to show my gratitude have I not spread you know because it talks about that one leper he went on he was begging jesus to come to go with him and jesus was like no you need to go and you need to spread the good news about what i've done for you and that's exactly what he's done and it's like okay so i want to have the heart of that one not the nine and i have to admit my heart's been like the nine like i've been cleansed and i'm just i'm going about my business you know and so it just that tied in with John chapter nine just really made me just stop and think like, Ken, what you doing, man? You know better. You supposed to do better, man. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I definitely,
1: when, when we started talking about that, uh, was it t- last night? Um, you know, I had, it, it really struck me when we were listening to the to the service on Sunday um, just Pierre's mentioning of that and just a sense of urgency, uh, that, and I, I agree with you, you know, I think we talked about different, uh, couples that we have been, um, you know, that we have had past our, our coming to our lives that, you know, we kind of doggy paddle with, you know what I mean? Instead of going full force and really, um, really, uh, trying to build with them and, and, and again, not on like a, you know, having a, an agenda or a motive, which we should all have an agenda because being a friend to me, you're going to, you know, you, you want to see people have a full life and we yeah. should all have the, our main motive should be helping one another get to heaven. And that's, that's without making a judgment on whether somebody going to heaven or not, I, that, that has nothing to do with it. I don't care if, your friend, the friend that you think of right now is the most pious Christian that you know. Your job as their friend is to help them get to heaven, period. There's no other love than that, you know, and laying down your life for that. And I think that's where my uh, kind of thing comes in is, you know, I haven't been laying down my life. Mm. Um, I I am naturally just not a very people, a big people person. You know what I mean? I can get social anxiety, which is silly because I'm a musician and sing and, or, well, I have, I was a musician. You are uh, still a musician. I don't get paid for it. So (laughs) um, I play music now, but you know, the the things that that allow me to do that are completely separated from the, the things that um, make me be able to operate in social Situations where I don't have a an agenda, you know what I mean. I could sell stuff, I can do all that kind of stuff, but just being in these big groups and and dealing with people, it it takes an effort for me. But and I can use that as an excuse to sometimes be dormant. But really, that's what I'm called to do is to lay my life down, and and it's not all uncomfortable for me. There are people who i love man i enjoy being around i i never once i get into the flow of things am regretting being there but it's just laying my life down and in jumping in that is here lately has been a, a a struggle for me
0: yeah and we we were talking a little bit earlier about this um You know, like, you know, you can have the same type of struggle, but you can struggle in it differently. I think my issue is that I don't have a problem getting to that place with people and, you know, like what Melvin said, laying my life down, but I feel, I do believe that like, there's so many things that I want to accomplish from as a, as a wife, as a mother, um, as a nurse practitioner and a friend, just every area of my life that's just how I am. I'm just the goal oriented person, but it can become so overwhelming for me that it overwhelms me into inactivity because I'm just like discouraged by all the things I don't know where to start. I don't you know know what's more important and so, as i was reading this passage in john i was just thinking to myself i was like you know what let me just pray and i and i i have like a like a little note card book and i write like memorable scriptures down in them i write the scripture on the front and then on the back I write how I need to apply it to my life and sometimes I write it in a form of a prayer and so for that passage that's what I did and I was like God like please show me what tasks you have laid before me and not only that please show me what I need to focus on and keen in on because you know I feel like there we are all blessed with talents God-given talents and multiple talents at that, you know, lots of stuff that hasn't been tapped into. Um, some of us know what those are. Some of us don't, but I can get overwhelmed. Cause I'm just like, I don't know what I need to pursue. And so that's, that's really what I, I was feeling. And um, yeah, I guess with that, let me ask you this then, Melvin, we talked about the task of seeking and saving the lost, What are some other tasks that you feel that, you know, like, this is something I know I need to do, but I ain't been doing
1: it? Yeah, Um, I think, uh, man, there's a lot. Uh, I think uh, just the way I spend my time, um, you know, just digging more into the scriptures. And I think I can always do more of that. And I will feel that. And, you know, instead of getting up early, you know, I just hit that snooze alarm. Mm-hmm. Um, even, you know, just in with music ministry, just knowing like, I mean, get up and practice and and be excellent, play your guitar and, and do things to be excellent. Um, those type of things are, you know, these are things that I know that I need to do, but sometimes it could just be. And I think it's just laziness sometimes um but uh you know, just trying to push through um and I did wanna to, to add before we move on mm-hmm. um I did want to kind of hover on on just the uh the well, I guess this kind of overlaps um so one thing from actually stop uh, step on that one we'll i'll come back to this we can keep on.
0: oh okay yeah. <laughs> oh i got right um but yeah i yeah. mean
1: i think uh to me it's just um just not being stagnant like getting up and mm-hmm. um you know getting up and in praying and you know being in the word um and with a purpose you know what i mean like being in the word to 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 let it Change me like looking for for things that that I'm going through and and going to that first. Sometimes I will end up in the word looking at it, but it'll be after I go through my own kind of emotions over whatever Mm. the situation may be instead of just stopping. What about what about you?
0: Well, that that was kind of, you know, that ties into like what I had mentioned to you about just like goals and stuff like that. Um, you know, I was just thinking about like, how am I doing with that? You know, and, and not so much of a resolution, but like there, I I think it's 50, 50 for me. Like some things I'm doing good, some things I can do better. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, for instance, I, I made a, a goal for myself to read more this year because I feel like as I'm getting older, There's not a lot of stuff on the internet and on TV that's really feeding my spirit. It's actually fighting against it. Like I'm I'm noticing different feelings that are kind of welling up, you know, against people I don't even know, like reality TV and stuff like that. So I was just like, you know what? You need to fill your time with something a little bit better. So I started taking up reading. I think I've been doing good. I've been reading a lot of books, but then, you know, Melvin, that one of my things that I have wanted to do since 2015 is I really feel passionate about diabetes. Now that's born to a lot of people, but it's interesting to me. And I feel like there's a need for more professionals that specialize just in the bare root of just type two diabetes and the education and the maintenance of it. And I've been just dragging my feet on getting the certification. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I've been reading the same book. I've been (laughs) answering a lot of questions, you know, and I do it in my job, but it's just like taking that next step and taking the test. So it's like, that's, it's like, I do one on one hand and then I don't on another hand. So it's kind of like, you know, as I, you know, I was mentioning to you, we're we're more than halfway through the year and it's just kind of assessing like, how are you doing this year, Kim? Like, honestly, like a survey of yourself, you know, and that's where I've been, you know, I think spiritually I'm doing, I'm doing fine. I think I'm doing fine. I've had my ebbs and flows where like sometimes I'm Uber, you know, motivated by the word of God. And then there's sometimes where it's just like, okay, let me just read with the heart to find something, you know, but I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? So but yeah, that's, that's where I'm at.
1: So one thing I like to do is dig, dig into like the wise, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because one of my, my go-to move a lot of times is just action. I'm like uh, Marshawn Lynch. I'm about that action boss. Oh, you that's know. what he say. Oh, yeah, okay. about that action <laughs> boss. <laughs> but, uh, you know, no. and, and what I mean by that is, let's say it's, um, so we say, you know, I, I don't have a sense of urgency in reaching out to people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like building these relationships. Well, for me, my thing is, Okay. I'm going to set this up. I'm going to make sure that I'm calling people like, you know, for me now, one thing I'm doing is, um, I'm setting up consistent times to get with people every month. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm trying to do several of them. And I think that's good, right? You Mm -hmm. know, that's good to, to almost like you, you got to fake it till you make it. You got to just, just do it. But really, um, in a while I'll be in the same position, you know, once I you know, it, if it's not something that, that compels me, you know what I mean? And I want to read two scriptures and let me kind of pick apart what I'm saying. Here. Okay. I think it's two things at the root of it. And I, and I saw a lot of it by, um, this is scripture Pierre, uh, shared today. Um, you know, on Sunday, um, the first in this, he, he went through the whole Mark five, um, and he went through all of Mark five talking about the uh, demon possessed man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, and it was what, five, one through one, 20,
0: one through 17 well, at first. And then he went on. At yeah, the end. Well, I'm just
1: saying this, if read one through 20 uh, to kind of get the breadth of, of his whole lesson. But um, before I read the scriptures, the first thing he said was in terms of, he was talking about having a meaningful relationship with Jesus. And that's really what this all is. It's just having a meaningful life, a meaningful relationship with Jesus, like making sure that, that we are not just doing this for nothing. You know what I mean? And the first thing he said was you have to, to be willing, you got to uh, be willing to assess yourself. You know what I'm saying? You got to be re- realistic with where you are. Um, admitting our condition. Mm-hmm. He talked about the, uh, you know, the demon possessed guy. We could read that story and be like, man, yeah, look at this guy. He was possessed by a legion of demons and this, that, and the other. And it's very clear to see his, his condition and that he needed Jesus. But he, he was saying like, this is a commentary on us. You know, it there are many times in our lives where Jesus is not enough. You know what I'm saying? Or where, where we are short of where we should be um, where the, you know, the the spirits that this guy was dealing with was just the opposite of the spirit, you know, of what we, what the Holy spirit is. And there are times where we are out of sync with that. You know what I'm saying? Where we're not going after that, where we're allowing ourselves to be when well, we're tempted by other spirits or whatever. But anyway, the bottom line is we are that guy at in at any time in our lives, you know what I mean? We always unless we're perfect, we always have to be willing to admit our condition, which, like I said, unless we're perfect, it's always short. And so to grow, you first had to do that. Um, and then he there's this other scripture that he read um, and he was talking about living out the commission. And. Um, this was in Mar- Mark five, uh Verse 18, he says, um, as Jesus was getting into the boat and this after, you know, he would driven out the demons and the pigs jumped over the cliff and all that stuff. And the guy's in his right mind. As Jesus is getting into the boat, the man who had been demon possessed, begged him, begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him go, did not let him, but said, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how much. He has uh, had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell uh, to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And the, all the people were amazed. So that first scripture, I wrote in my notes, Um, you know, the thing that stuck out to me was that, like, this guy, just like us, you know, he had been saved by Jesus. He had been rescued by Jesus. And he was eager to do something about it, right, and he went up to Jesus, and was like, I want to go with you, I want to, I want to stoke my relationship with you, and Jesus was like, no, I mean, I'm, you know, no, what I need you to do is go take this, and go take it into, and, and let it benefit other people, and what that showed me was like, this guy, I think a lot of times, we could have these moments of clarity where we see like, man, I need to, I need to be doing more for Jesus or I need to be, or, you know, maybe, you know, you just became a Christian or you just have like this religious awakening or whatever it may be, spiritual awakening. And then, you know, you have this, sometimes we can make the decision on what it is that we're going to do. Does that make sense? Like this guy was like, I want to walk, I'm going to go with you, Jesus, but in this, in the same way we could say, Hey, I'm going to do fill in the blank, but we don't take the time out to find out what we should be doing. Like, where is it that Jesus is sending
0: you? Mm-hmm. What is
1: it that Jesus wants you to do? What is the spirit telling you to do? And I think when we don't do that, that's that kind of leads to us being like stagnant a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just, it, it, I'm just well, a something I yeah. thought I wrote and I wanted to kind of pick apart. Well, that
0: a goes back. That makes me think about John chapter nine. Like, you know, the task that he's assigned us, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I was thinking, one of the things that I was thinking about was that, you know, we all have the, we, we all have, we all have the, um, charged to seek and save the lost but that looks like so many different things for everybody. So how do I go about that? And that was something that I specifically like was praying about. Like God, what does what task do you have for Kimberly? You know, and then I even said what task do you have for Melvin and Kim? You know, because we have our personal ministry, but then we also have if you're married, you got a ministry, your marriage is a ministry. Right. So I don't know. That makes me think about that too. It's like, you know, his task was not to go with Jesus. His task was to go where he was already at and spread the good news. Uh, there. Think about that. Because when you say
1: that, like, think about, because that was somebody's task. Yeah. People was rolling with Jesus. Yeah. So we, and you know, like sometimes we can, we, we can get, we can feel like, no matter what we do, we just can't light the fire. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anybody has felt like that, but I know I have. And I think sometimes the reason can be is because I'm trying to live out somebody else's commission. You know it's what like I'm that. saying? I'm trying to live out and in, and, and we all, and it is our responsibility to go to Jesus and figure out what it is. You know what I mean? That we're supposed to do. Um, I think you could get in that position easily and you can get in that position and you can feel discontent and feel like, you know, man, the church, you know, they, they're telling me to go out and do A, B and C. But and I've done this before where, you know, my church is like really about evangelism, you know, and about seeking and saving the lost. And it ain't my church. That's what the Bible is about. But anyway, um, you know, I can sometimes I, I can get frustrated because I feel like. This like this cookie cutter um idea that's put out like this is what you do, you go knock on doors or you go do this or you go do that. These type of functions are not necessarily gonna be we need to have this function because it's and I'll get frustrated right and and it's really silly because it's my job to figure out how I what the way that that Jesus has laid out for me to to Respond to him to if he's this is the great commission, but there is a way that he wants me to do it. The disciple, the 12 apostles, he wanted him to come on, hop in the boat and go with me. This guy who just got healed from all these demons, that was not his lot. And he went out and I'm sure he would have. I mean, he probably would have been spiritually strong going with Jesus, but he would not be fulfilled. I don't think because he wouldn't be living out his mission is that
0: yeah and you know like and we can we can find many scriptures that talk about this but i don't think that we as the church population really talk in depth about this like when we talk about spiritual gifts and we talk about things that we should do it's just like what you said it's very general it's very it is very cookie cutter One thing that I'm noticing as I'm reading through John is that Jesus was very clear on what he did and what his apostles did. Like there was actually a passage. Now I'm reading the NLT, but there was actually a passage that was like, Jesus didn't baptize his apostles baptized. Like, did you ever notice that? Yeah. Yeah. And then like, you can think as well, like even Paul, Paul did not baptize a whole lot of people. Now people sat at his feet and people, his followers, you know, he actually made it. I think it might've been in Corinthians, but you know, he made, he made a statement about that, that like, I didn't even baptize all of y'all. Like I wasn't the one that baptized y'all. I only did like a couple of people here, you know? And I th- the point I'm trying to make is that, if you're called to preach, that's what you're called to do. If you're called to teach, that's what you're called to do. If you're called to serve, you, that's what you're called to do. And not to negate that you're not supposed to do nothing else. Like, I think we're all, the Bible says that we are fully equipped to, to use his word, to use God's word, to teach, to rebuke, all that stuff. But then there are some people that that is their lot. You are supposed to be a preacher, And this is what you do. You sit down and you bring the word to other people. But that may mean that because you're putting so much energy into preaching that you may not have the time to be the most hospitable person. But that's why there is a body of people. That's why the body of Christ is many parts, but one body. And I don't right. think we give enough credence to that. I think it's this generic, like you said, like we're all supposed to be hospitable. Yeah, but some people are actually gifted with the gift of hospitality. And, and I think, you know, to that, that point, first off,
1: that scripture is John four, verse two, when it talks about, um, Jesus in, in relationship with baptism, Um, although it was in fact, not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples, but I I won't read y'all can check that out. But yeah, I mean, we are all called to, to, to be hospitable. We're all called to, you know, do all those things. But I think the things that we have our strengths in, that is the thing that we're, cause we, that, cause that is the thing that you can leverage to fulfill the great commission,
0: Mm -hmm. right?
1: Like, we are I, I don't think that if you read the scriptures i have no doubt in my mind that we are all called to go out and make disciples of all nations yeah. um that may not mean that everybody is sitting down and studying the bible with somebody may not mean everybody is or maybe it does but what i do know is that th- that we are described as a body with many parts that each part is important and so the guy who is, um, you know, watering is just as important as the guy who's reaping the harvest. And your part and and why is that important? Um, that's important because that means two things. Number one, everybody is not doing the same thing. But number two, everybody is needed and if you're not doing your part then something is missing god it's a billions and billions of people in this world and you know i'm here i i'm here you know what i'm saying so i gotta have a very crucial part like there's way more equipped people smarter people sharper people that could have got snatched up than me so it's got to be a reason that i'm here here and something that i can do but one thing that 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 we have said, you know, is we talked about the church giving like a cookie cutter thing. And, and it's not just, it's not my church. It's any church. Yeah. Right. But I think that part of that is we put too much responsibility on the church Mm -hmm. to tell us how to, that's a good one, how our relationship with God is supposed to look. That's a good one. Because like you can't, and this is something that I struggle with. To this day, man, like I'm, I, I am super opinionated and I can get like really worked up over things. And I'm like, what else are they supposed to do? It's got to be kind of cookie cutter because, you know, we got a church of like, what, 600 people. Um, Our whole church is what? A thousand people? Over a thousand. Over a thousand people. And just now in Dallas. Break, <laughs> and we break up into regions. But, um, you know, you have all of these people. It is going Im- to be impossible To tell every person, even if you break it down into subgroups, which we do, you can't tell people how to to live their life, how to follow Jesus when in terms of a personal relationship with God and what you are personally supposed to be doing and All they can do is just give you a starter pack and make every effort. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's what the church does. It's up to us. If you get to a point where you feel frustrated about, you know, what the church is doing as far as empowering you to whatever, man, that's your fault at the end of the day. Because no excuses are going to be made. And this isn't about going to heaven or hell. This is about living life to the full. Mm. I had a conversation with my guy, Tim man. And it was like, I don't think there's any more like, ah, like a, any, there's no great, greater, uh, injustice than to give up life to the full. Hmm. You know what I mean? For whatever reason, like Jesus has life to the full prescribed for all of us. Yeah. And, you know, we make decisions sometimes out of fear and out of whatever else that we don't seize life to the full. You know, it's like that parable of the talents. Like we all get the talents, mm-hmm. but you got to make a decision whether the whether that talent grows equity. yeah. You bury it under the ground. You blow it, whatever. It's the same thing with, with life to the full. It's mm-hmm. like it's late. I, I
0: place it all in your hands. Yeah.
1: You But you got to grab it. I'm not going to yeah. make you do anything.
0: Yeah. You know, I got two things. So when, when uh, the passage that speaks on uh, and it's entitled... Um, many parts, one body. I really, and maybe this is just the nurse practitioner science side of me, but I really think about the body of Christ like an actual physical body. You know, like there are some people who are the eyes of the church. They're the ones that can see things or they're the ones that are the visionaries. They can see stuff before it happens, you know, and they're watching out of things that are to come, alerting us the rest of the body of that. Then you got people who are like the feet of the church. These are the people who propel the body forward. This is the movement of the church. That can be a person who does the work or keeps things going. I don't know, like the AV team, the worship team, the kids kingdom. I don't know. People who keep us moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Um, you have people who are the the brain. Of the, you know, the, and, and everybody wants to be the brain, but everybody can't be the brain. OK, mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody can't be the ones who are thinking and who are who are thinking up the different ideas and the brainstorming. Some of us are the heart and we can when I think of the heart of the church, I think of people like the Bassard's. People who will love up on you, who will be that stand in uncle, a uh, uh, Miss Irma, a uh, Miss uh, Roberta, you know, who is like your stand in grandmama or something like that. The heart. And, you know, I really think of us that way. And just think about if that person who's the heart starts thinking that, well, I need to be the eye. I. I need to be the visionary. Right. Think about how much of a whole will be missing like when i think of that i start putting people in different body parts like okay this person has a characteristic like they're the ones that are always doing this you know what i'm saying they're the ones who are always doing this and if they just all of a sudden one day say well i don't want to do this no more i want to be the the brain of the whole thing well then they ain't going to have we're going to have all brain and no heart
1: yeah and i think as a leader i'm not a leader anymore i mean I, you know i'm not a leader anymore but I think as a leader, that's the most important job Mm -hmm. that you have. Like my job and my boss and my job, you know, um, something that my boss has really just been, you know, he spent a long time just ingraining in me is like, Hey, I don't, I know you're a programmer. I know you're a great programmer. I know you're a great architect. I don't need you to do that. Mm -hmm. I need you to make great architects and great programmers. Yeah. Right. Like I need you to find out where your people are strong at and I need you to put them in positions to win Mm -hmm. so that they can replace you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that's so hard, man, because it's so, so much work Mm -hmm. to like, it's so much easier just to come up with solutions Mm -hmm. and just do things, but it's so much more difficult to figure out what it means to put, to um, figure out, help people realize their talents and goals. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool, the the difference between the corporate world and the church is we have the Holy spirit. Right. And so some of the onus is on us to, um, really go to God and, and figure out like where our, where our path is. And I did want to read another scripture here. Go
0: ahead.
1: Um, and, and bear with me because again, a lot of these things I'm reading, and they don't come out and say this, but this these are the feelings that I get from it. And This is Acts four, um, and I'm going to read it quickly. It's verse thirteen, and well, I'll just set it up, and then I'll and then I'll read eighteen. So basically, um, this is uh, Peter and John teaching, and um, you know, they and, and they're preaching powerfully. And that, you know, this is the whole time you guys may have heard the, you know, the, the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, basically telling this crowd, uh, that you guys killed Christ. Like the, the guy who you were trying to kill as a, you rejected him as the savior that he said he was the one you rejected has now become the, the, uh, your path, the only pathway to salvation. And, you know, after they talk, you know, they're like, they, they make this assessment. They're like, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus, but since they could not see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. Um, so they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and to uh, and com- then conferred together. Uh, what are we then to do with these men? They asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign and cannot deny And we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them not to speak, to warn them to speak no longer um, to anyone in his name. And then they they then they called them in again, commanded them not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But uh, Peter and John replied, which is right in in God's eyes to listen to you or to him. You be the judges. As uh, for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and what we have heard. And so why do I read that? Um, I think. It shows two things, it shows the importance of. It shows what you're like when you know your mission. and like you are you are in your lane with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? It was like d- just the 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 bravery and the boldness of these guys, it was like they could t- these guys are unschooled, ordinary men. I know they've been with Jesus. Like, I can't even imagine what that looks like.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I know that that is how. I should be if I've been with Jesus. And so why do I read that scripture? Like I said before, way at the beginning, my reaction a lot of times to not being what I need to be or feeling as energized as I need to be is to be, you know, about that action boss. I'm going to go and I'm going to do this. I'm going to put these, I'm going to put this schedule in my life. I'm going to do this thing and do that thing. And really I am, I am just, taking cough medicine when i really need to be treating the the disease that's in my lungs and meaning like i'm just trying to put a fix in so it for the symptoms like the fact my lack of of zeal is because i am not where i am not doing like i am either not being with jesus spending time with jesus or i have not allow Jesus to give me the, uh, to, to diagnose my mission or whatever, not diagnose, but to give me my mission, like the, like the demoniac, you know, Hey Jesus, let me go with you. No, you go and tell the people in the Decapolis, um, what happened to you? You know, when I'm not feeling energized and I'm not feeling fired up about, about being evangelistic It's because one of those two things, either I am not spending enough time with Jesus or I'm not asking Jesus the right questions. I'm not going to Jesus uh, looking for the answers uh, and letting him guide me to where I need to be. And so everything I do is like a chore. It's not just out of the it should just like me being fired up should be a the fruit of of me seeing Jesus move. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, <clears throat> again, all of this is just putting me into, into a mind of just just John chapter 9. And that's why, like, I've been, I've just prayed. And that's where I'm at now is, like, I'm just trying to, I believe we serve a God that is so much more complex than just the general go and make disciples of all nations and i believe each one of us have a way that that looks and i think that's what we need to try to strive for and go look after another thing the second thing that i wanted to share about this too is that i was listening to an interview with lisa bevere And for those who don't know, she's like an evangelist, her and her husband, both. And, um, you know, very popular has written a lot of books and stuff like that. And she was having a conversation, I think with Havilah Cunningham, who was, who's another evangelist that I like to, uh, well, preacher that I like to, um, listen to. And, um, she made a comment like, you know, she's talked she's spoken with people who have told her God told me to write a book four years ago and she was like she looks at them in such disbelief like are you not scared that you have not obeyed for four years and she's like it makes me even think because you have not been obedient for these four years you've put extra work on people like me and other people who do write books, maybe we weren't supposed to write 10 books. Maybe we were only supposed to write two books, but because you were disobedient and what you're supposed to do, I'm now having to write not only for what God wants me to write, but also for what you're supposed to write. And, you know, I thought about that and she was, she went more into it and it's just started talking about like what I was saying earlier, like, if the heart, and I'm just using this as an example, if the people who are supposed to be the heart just all of a sudden just say, I don't wanna do this. Cause I believe I am supposed to be doing this. I'm, do, I'm, I'm working for the Lord. You know, all of it is good, but your assigned task is to walk in a certain way. And you just decide up and I'm not gonna do it. There is a huge void that cannot be filled It only should be filled by you. And so I am on a journey for that. I think, Melvin, you're on that journey too. Trying to find out like, what is it that I really should be putting into my energy? Not to say that I'm not gonna do other things. We're supposed to do it all. We're called to do a lot of one another things. You know, but what is the thing that I do well that God has, I was born doing? And I think that's a key thing is that people, we have some friends that are extremely hospitable. Like they are like our models when it comes to like having people in their home and, I remember talking to the wife and, you know, she was kind of having some trouble with just like her purpose and what she should be doing and wanting to change it up. And I mentioned to her how hospitable she was. And she was like, well, everybody tells me that. Well, you don't understand. Everybody doesn't have people in their home like y'all do. The things that y'all do, people leave. When I leave your home, I am refreshed. I don't get that feeling from everybody. Mm Y'all have a knack for that you know the Jacksons. Oh, yeah. I'm like y'all have a knack for that the moment the very first time I was in y'all's home I was so nervous about meeting new people I was studying the Bible and they immediately made me feel comfortable it wasn't weird it wasn't any of that everybody doesn't have that gift <laughs> like everybody don't cooking like that's a ministry like the, think about how many people we know that need a meal for rather having a baby or sick or having some type of something going on in their life. Like who doesn't eat, you know? And being outside of the box with it,
1: man. Yes, cooking. There are people who don't know, like we got, you know, there are people who don't know how to cook. Yes. Who you could, or people who love to cook and you could have people in your house. Like, you know, one thing that I have, like, I love music. You know what I mean? And my dream is to be able to minister through music. Not when I, And not just sing on Sundays and not just write music, but literally have, like, I have my house, like, my room here. I've got drums. I, I don't really play drums. I've got a bass guitar. I've got a lot of different instruments in here. And, you know, yeah, I can somewhat play all of them, but really what my dream is, is to be able to just invite people in and let's just jam, man, and let's just, hey, let's record, maybe meet somebody who's a great musician and they just don't have the money to afford studio time, hey man, come on, come on over here, um, let, let, let's record, or let's just jam, let's play some music, just making this an environment where we come together over a common thing and let people see the love, you know what I mean and and that's really what what preaches like I've studied the Bible with I don't even know how many people man i have I have no qualms with going out and sharing my faith with people. It's the follow up that's the hard thing for me sometimes, but not when it comes to music, man, I can bring people in here and play music until the cows come home and just have fun and enjoy ourselves and then let that turn into uh, you know, changing people's lives, man. That's a ministry. And, but I have to think outside of the box because mm-hmm. maybe for me, it ain't, you know, it may not look like everybody else. And maybe some people may look at that route and be like, man, you're wasting a lot of time, man. Time is short. You got to get out here. And hey, man, that's for you. But for me, I'm going, as long as I'm praying over it and I'm putting my heart into it. And like, this is my purpose. Like my purpose into to, to play the guitar, but my purpose is to use my gifts to be a light to the world. And that's what we got to get to. To me, I think that's the most beautiful place to be at in your life is where the way God knitted you and it comes into like, it joins together with your, your purpose You know, what I'm saying the way that your first birth from your mom, you came out loving certain things and you were born in to be a certain way. And then when that personality syncs up with the reborn personality and I'm not trying to sound too like crazy or gushy or whatever, but it's the truth, man. When these two things like meet up, then it's it's beautiful and it's not something that happens overnight. It's we're like, you know like teenagers or like kids you know when you your kid is born you you go they go through a bunch of different phases of trying to figure themselves out and that's got to be our forever mission It's just like I got to figure myself out yeah and you're gonna go wrong sometimes and you're gonna get a lot of judgment that don't mean you don't listen to what people have to say and get their feedback but at the end of the day you know how God knit you you know yeah
0: yeah and (laughs) I'll I'll share this and there's one scripture I want to share um that that really impacted me but you are speaking about like people criticizing you and this sounds so random but y'all I have picked up quilting I have picked up quilting and (laughs) and I am convinced just as Melvin is sitting here talking like I was just thinking, like, I've been praying, God, like, what is it that I do and I do well? And one of the things that I say that comes natural to me that gives me genuine joy when I'm doing it. I love serving people and I love encouraging people. And serving is so broad and so is encouraging. And so one of the things that I envision myself doing with quilting, because I'm a creative person, though I'm a very science-driven, you know, one of the things that I can do without really thinking about it is creative things with my hand. You know, I'm very crafty and stuff. Always have, and it's relaxing to me, honestly. And so I put on some music, and I'm good. You know, I could just create something, you know. And so... Um one of the things that I envision with quilting is making quilts for people just to encourage them. I I don't want to sell them. Um if I sell them, it will only be because I'm practicing and I will probably start like an Etsy shop cuz I just don't want a house full of quilts, <laughs> but you know, just to get to unload them, you know what I'm saying? But you know, when it comes to people that I know and that I'd see in person, I just want to gift them to people. When I worked in the NICU, there were so many groups of people that would like knit things for the babies, like prayer cloths and things like that. And I was thinking, in, in for any you if you've not ever been into like a NICU or like a nursery, sometimes the babies are in these things called giraffes and they're like little incubators and the tops come off of them and they're long necked, And so that's why they call them giraffe beds. But to decrease the, stimulation of light they always lay like a blanket over the top and there would be many people who would go out and buy blankets you know people who would gift them to the unit and I was like wouldn't that be great like if I could just make little small baby ones and you know pray over them and pray for healing and just give them to the units you know what I'm saying or even in nursing homes Around big times like Christmas or Mother's Day or Father's Day, maybe like, you know, you got all year for these things, maybe doing so many and maybe adopting a family. Um, Something else, part of my service is that that's why I feel like God put in my DNA to be a nurse practitioner, to be a nurse. My heart is in it, you know, it's literally Sewn in my DNA because I love helping people. I love talking to people. I love educating people. And I genuinely love seeing people get better. I love the end result of like people coming over something, you know, and so, and I love walking that journey with people. I love it. I've had so many opportunities to pray to people, to encourage people. And so when I think about that, it's like, okay, so if you know all of this, Kim, are you walking fully in that? And then just allowing God and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to take it from there, you know, whatever that may be. So that's just a thought. And this last little scripture, unless you have something, I'll let you uh, have some closing things too. But um, this is a scripture that I was reading in Jeremiah that, you know, I want to have this heart. And I'm going to read from the NLT, the New Living Translation, but it is Jeremiah chapter 20, verse nine. And it says, but if I say I'll never mention the Lord or speak in his name, his word burns in my heart like a fire. It's like a fire in my bones. I am worn out trying to hold it in. I can't do it. And I was like, you know what? Like, God, this is the fire that I want to have in my bones, in my heart. And I want to be able to, like, have that same feeling. Like, I can't hold it in. And going back to kind of what, you know, hate to be bouncing around, but I guess this all ties in together. It's going back to what Pierre challenged us like, our gratitude. Are we grateful? Are we remembering those things, you know, are we admitting our condition and committing to changing? Like, I want, I want that. I want that type of spirit where like, I can't help, but talk about them and talk about the good news and what's happened to me because of all he's done for me. And part of that is, you know, having that spirit, but also thinking about like what God designed me to do and these tasks that have been assigned me. And am I earnestly and energetically as one translation says, am I taking them out? Because as Jesus says later on, the dark is coming and nobody will be able to work, you know? And it's like, okay, we don't have our time is, our time is limited. You know, when are we going to get on the good foot? So I don't know what you think about that. Any last words? Yeah. Um, just
1: for me, just in closing, it's, it's just a a challenge, you know what I mean. Going back to like I said, that first part that Pierre said is the first step is recognizing your condition. You know what I mean. Um, recognizing that wh- where you are, um, and and it's not always an ext- it doesn't always look as extreme as as the demoniac, right? We are. God says like he like he Jesus came to give us life and like so we could have life and that we could have it to the full. And if your day doesn't feel like life to the full, like if when you think about your relationship with God in, in, let's not even just say that. Let's say your life, right? Let's say your life, if, if you're a Christian or if you're not. If your life does not feel like it is to the full, then you've got a problem because that's what we're here for. That's what we're supposed to be. That don't mean that everything is going great. You got a great job. You're doing this, doing that. That's not what I mean. You should feel full. You know what I mean? And if you don't feel full, that is a key indicator that something has to change. Now, I know that the answer is because I've been as empty as a person could be and I've been as full as a person could be. And none of those things have had anything to do with my physical state. It has all had to do with my proximity to um, not my proxim- but but how in line I was with the spirit, how how my relationship with God was going and how about my mission that I was. Um, and so that, that's my challenge, I guess, to myself and to, to other people out there, I mean, anybody listening is, you know, every day you got to kind of assess, like, am I, am I just going through life, like giving up life to the full that's like laid in my hands and then just decide not to do that anymore and figure out what it takes to get it, you know, to get what's what's yours, you know, what blood was shed for. Yeah, that's it for me.
0: All righty. Well, that's it, guys. And um, we thank you again for um, for tuning in yet again to us. Y'all do us a favor and go and follow us. Um, we're very active on Instagram, um, at SoulSensePodcast. Um, that is the handle, the preferred handle that typically gets all of our updates. We have the other ones, but that's the one that I really want to key into. Please go over there and follow us there. Like, comment, share the episode, all that good stuff, guys. Do all that for us, okay? You might
1: start doing some Facebook Live stuff here soon. Kim don't know that, but... Uh,
0: oh, I was like... Um, <laughs>
1: Um <laughs> might hook up to Mac and start doing that.
0: Whatever it is, just trying to get, get the conversation started and keeping it going. So anyways, guys, we're about to sound off. This is Kim and my trusty wingman, Melvin. Here's another one. We'll catch you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>